0: on Facebook earlier today so while you guys are coming in um, I want to say thank you to all who have been supporting Trina are you in? Are you on? For those who have been supporting the vision. Thank you so much again for all those who are coming on
1: like and share the video hey girl what's going on nothing much Dang.
0: can you do
1: yes i don't know what's going on with my headphones
0: I can't even wear my headphones. What's going on with that?
1: Really? Come on now. So,
0: hopefully we don't have any feedback because um, I haven't been um, told or experiencing or ever actually um, looking on Google about Facebook. Um, when you bring somebody on and you guys don't have headphones on, um, this is where the echoes and the feedback comes from. And for whatever reason, my headphones are not working. Isn't that something? Well, I don't hear the feedback. Real. Well, well, we just gonna keep up alive that it doesn't <laughs> alright. So Um, I start off the show basically saying like and share the
1: video. Um, I want to tag our Osborne people. Hopefully, I can get them. If I can get them in here. However, get it in here right
0: now. So, what I start to show off by saying, or, or as we say, keeping it in real conversations, is I believe in the six degrees of separation. I believe that we're all one person, one step, one advice away from where you want to be. And this is the way of who I am as a connector is um, putting this out for everyone to see, everyone to take away from the conversation something that you didn't know before. Um, some some uh, uh, people are taken away from it as um, being very helpful. I didn't know, or um, I had a conversation, um, not yesterday, the day before with my cousin who was, um, she's a professional golfer and um, I got a feedback information a screenshot of the LPGA congratulating her right so this is major it's bigger than we think right so um, and a lot of the videos that I've, I've shared so far are like 300 400 views so I am so excited that we um, what I was led to do is being helpful to you guys. Amen. So the next thing I do is I tell my audience how I'm connected to you. Mm. So we're gonna go back to <laughs> 25 years ago where I met Miss Uh Katrina Williams. Back then it was Hunt Hunter.
1: Right?
0: Hunter. Okay. Back in, I want to say, aug- August, August, September of
1: 1992,
0: mm-hmm. in the classroom, in the hallways of Laura F. Osborne High School, mm-hmm. and for those who do not know, that year, on record, is one of the highest incoming class of freshmen. Mm-hmm. That happened that year, to the point where, in the in Michigan, the incoming class um, was as large as if you went to Cass King or Renaissance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That year, we were um, scaled in. Um, I want to say intelligence. Oh yeah. To the point of a, a class that. They had to group,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and now I was and those schools. We didn't test, you know, uh, academically to find out what class you were in. They didn't do that. Our class was so huge. They basically wanted to group the elite yep. um, freshmen all together. Their point was to make sure that we all um, grouped in the whole four years together. Yep. And I didn't understand that. I'm like, I did stuff on purpose so I wouldn't be, you know, classed up with the, you know, nerds. <laughs> So, and I go here and this is what they do to us. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm trying to hide low-key. Right. And here y'all are putting us all together in um, a group of elite students. Yes. So, I had the pleasure of being grouped up with this young lady. And um we all were I didn't I couldn't say that we were all nervous or scared or we just did what we did. Right. I mean it was what it was. Right. So um me and Katrina uh we were grouped in the um the, one of the league yeah. classes and we became friends instantly. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, not only friending her in class at school, we hung out outside of. School. Yes, we did. So, um, unfortunately, Trina didn't graduate with me at Osborne, but her um, her presence was definitely missed because some of the ones that came in with that class. Uh, really meant the world to me in you know starting off my high school career, basically um, in that particular classroom, so Katrina, um I thought it was cool that um I brought you on because of um the things that you had to endure in life
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I knew about in high school. Mm-hmm as well as going on in your professional career, which I will let you talk about. Um, and we will actually touch on doing what you were doing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: your new lifestyle of being retired from yes, it, as well as um, doing your family life with your um, husband and your children. I believe the world needs to know um, who you are, mm-hmm. Not because it's just a personal relationship that I have with you, but because of the story that some people don't know that need to hear Um, the struggles, the overcome, the victory, all of that good stuff. is all in your belly and it needs to come out. So, let's go from the class of 92 all the way to where we are now. So, go ahead ma'am
1: you said let's go to class of 92 what again
0: you're uh the beginning start of osborne and where you went from
1: there so as camilla camilla mentioned you know we we started out you know high school and it was different for everybody um for me personally, I've never been to a school more than two, more than one year. So and to be constantly, consistently seeing the same people, it was definitely a good experience because I actually started to build those friendship bonds that I didn't have growing up. And I met her. Uh, It was Philip Doherty. Who we had Deshaun White. Yes. Um, Oh, what's up, guys? It was a bunch of us. Every day we ate lunch together. Every day we we all had. We all lived like different lifestyles we came from different backgrounds but when we got together we were thick as thieves could nobody tell us nothing and it wasn't mm-hmm. where we were we were teenagers but you know it wasn't where this person like that person it was nothing like that we were all friends we were all cool even if we got mad at each other we would sit at the other end of the lunch table or cross, but we still had our we had us you know, that was, it was like school was our escape from all the yes, life. stuff that was going on yeah. that, you know, we didn't have to talk about with everybody and it stayed with us. Yes. So that part, I really, really, I missed that part of it, but it started showing me I was growing into me. I wasn't just growing into Trina. I was growing into the Katrina and being able to feel okay with how I felt about certain things or things that I experienced. So that part of right. it, I, I know, I know I wouldn't. The friendship, I'll tell you. You used to get me almost in trouble, girl. Oh Jesus. The football was it football or basketball?
0: That I played? No. What? The guy. Oh, football. Oh, Jesus. He played football. Actually, he was he um he was on the football mm-hmm. team as well as the track
1: scene. Okay, so okay. So we used to have these little cat sounds. I don't know what they was, but that was our shout out to be like, hey. You might need to get back to class right now. (laughs) So, but you know what? We had each other back. You know, when I had my first so called boyfriend, um, I don't think my mama knew about him, but he ended up being crazy as heck. Remember? And we had everybody had to like hover around me to make sure he wasn't coming up with me or nothing. But, you know, through it all, you know. I think out of everybody in Osborne, I know you and Phillip were the only two I really kept in contact with um, past, you know, Chicago, past going in the military. You two were the only two I really kept in contact with. We always somehow linked up or emailed or whatever the case. We always kept in contact with each other. Yeah, that, um,
0: the camaraderie, um is what I miss the most. Like, you know, when we were in high school, you know, it was nine oh two one oh was on and all of those type of shows. So it was important to me that I needed to have that surrounding like Mm -hmm. they all went to classes together they all you know you had the brother and sister Mm -hmm. type attitude you had you know somebody in a group like the other one secretly but somebody close to them knew they secret like yeah i really want to but you know i don't want to mess up our friendship so that whole thing that 90210 outside of not having you know the uh, money side of it mm-hmm. I live that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I live that so um, even and then it was like matter of fact I was supposed to have an interview with Deshaun yesterday sure. but something happened and I'm going to have to uh, reschedule with him but I remember not only um, not only with school we made sure we did our homework yes, we, we made needed. sure that because we was in elite class yeah. if you had issues um if somebody had a teacher earlier in the uh class that day we will all come to the lunch table what, okay what was that? Yeah. like even in the ways of cheating on the test okay uh,
1: well, who, who, remember what Ms. was that <laughs> miss Chang used to kick me out of her class almost every day oh uh, ninth grade she used to be like get out i'd be like i ain't even said nothing yet Come
0: on, lady. Yeah, she was she was something else. I didn't have her. I think I had her for one semester for math. And it was like I can't take her. <laughs> no. I can't do it. So it was, you know, the the whole um we were accountable to each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as um as we get older, we lose that because we we if something happens where the trust issue comes in. And I remember, you know, us being in my bedroom or at your house, and we was like, "Okay, what's really going on? Mm -hmm.
1: What's
0: what's the real? You know, we didn't keep secrets from each Mm -hmm.
1: other."
0: So um, when that time came, when you had to leave, I was low key like heartbroken, like,
1: because that time, by that time, we had moved around right around the corner from each other. Yep.
0: And I was like, now, cause you left what, uh after tenth
1: grade? grade, going into eleventh grade.
0: And I'm like, now uh what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, um my my uh my girlfriend, I'm like tearing up now thinking about it, um, that we jailed so well together yeah. was gone. Now it's like, um, where do I go from yeah. here? Even though I can't go backwards, I can't leave. But now I had to um, actually stand on my own and do what I came to do, even though I'm like, okay, where's Katrina now? Because yeah. I think after um, you left, we didn't really we didn't talk no more we
1: didn't click anymore we didn't click up until a couple of years ago i wanna not not a couple of years ago i want to say soon as facebook happened because that's when i reconnected with you i always talk with philip no matter what philip used to all always well i ain't gonna say always you know philip and her You know, that was always uh so we kept our distance, but you know, we were always really close. We were brother and sister, you know, whatever. And uh but we always me and him always connected with each other. We used to write each other letters, everything when I moved to Chicago, even you know, after I came in the Navy. And I think I had asked him one day, uh, where were you at? You were in Alabama. Yeah. You was in Alabama. And I think that's when I found you on Facebook.
0: Yep. Yep. I spent 10 years there. Yep. 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 And I what the life of me was, I'm like, why she was supporting Alabama? She ain't even <laughs> Where'd she come from? Who this is? I'm like, she don't even live here. What is she? And I lived there for 10 years and I never supported any of the Alabama football teams especially when they killed Michigan and I was like oh that's an embarrassing though that was embarrassing but I never supported their football you know and I'm like I don't care if I live here forever I will never support any of Alabama's football teams I'm gonna be Michigan all the way and um, it was you know it was just crazy yeah. so what made you um, join the Navy?
1: So before I say this, i'm gonna put this disclaimer out there, okay mm-hmm. um the family dynamics that I grew up in and and I became to know um i i require me personally i required consistency and with that i needed something for me i needed to not feel guilty about the way i saw things the way i felt about things and i'll tell you i felt um honestly i felt like um home wasn't for me i got i got accepted to two or three schools full scholarships i didn't have to pay anything um but my books and Mm -hmm. um but i wanted a reason not to have to come home for christmas wow you know and sometimes um the reality of it is some people live in a delusional world where everything is okay and it really is really not okay Mm -hmm. and i began to see that i needed something for me i needed that that environment for me needed to change and i'm not saying that you know at 16 17 18 my environment was bad but i will say that the I guess what the the person I wanted to be it wasn't going to be in Detroit and it wasn't going to be in Chicago. I I think if I would have stayed, I probably would have been um with a couple of baby daddies. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't I don't think I had the um I don't think that the resources that I needed at that time was not available to me, so I needed to find me, and I needed to find me without feeling as though I needed to prove something to my family. Okay, so <clears throat>
0: at the time, I didn't, uh, right out of high school, um, I had two cousins, um, boy cousins that I loved so much. Um, Jabari uh, went to the Navy, uh-huh. and I have a cousin, um, Carlton, uh, aka Jamel. He went to the Air Force, uh-huh. and he said, Come on, let just just go, you know, let's go together. And I'm like, I don't even like my mama telling what me what thing? to do, let alone somebody. <laughs> I was like, uh uh, I know I can't do it. And then later on, it was after you know, after they went through boot camp, mm-hmm. and they said they enjoyed it to the point where they um, made careers out
1: mm-hmm.
0: of it. Um, matter of fact, uh, Carlton just are, are going through the process of retiring, I believe. Mm-hmm. And my cousin just re enlisted for his last two years. Um he could have went out, but he said he's gonna do two more years just to, you know, solidify everything with um his two children going to college. Right. So um he uh, he you know, I guess with every job, you know, it's you know the ups and downs the struggles or whatever the case may be. So as a female, yes, I'm going there. Mm. As a female mm-hmm. As well as a Black female. Yes. What What were the issues or struggles that you had being in the military?
1: First of all, um, I ain't taking no crap from nobody. You ain't gonna talk to me any kind of way. You ain't gonna do me any kind of way. And I'm gonna say something if I see you doing somebody else wrong. So that in itself is a struggle. And it's not a struggle personally. It's a, as they say, a systematic struggle because it's okay Okay. for certain people. And when I say certain people, I don't mean of color. I mean, male and female it's okay Okay. for a male to be assertive or aggressive and say hold up wait a minute you're not supposed to do that but as soon as a female does it in an authoritative manner when they know they're speaking the truth you know straight facts you know people get offensive and then you become that angry black woman but i'ma tell you this okay um back in 2000 uh, nine. back in 2009 um i had a, a incident um on one of the ships and with that incident um something came up and i was really i was really upset about it i came home i was crying to my husband about it and all the way home i'm mad i'm ticked off i didn't can you close the door please i didn't um I don't think I got home that evening until about 8 o'clock at night. And then um, my husband said to me, because I'm like, I can't believe, you know, it's it, it's like you, um, you get to a point where it's like, am I that messed up? Did I really mess up this bad to where I'm the one that really needs to change? Do I really need to change? And, you know, Mm -hmm. my husband said to me, he said, you have to be comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. before you expect anybody else to be comfortable with you. Say that again. You have to be comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. in order for someone else to be comfortable with you. And I'm going to tell you this, from that point on, I spoke the truth. I spoke my truth and I spoke the truth for other people. Even if it it, it wasn't received. Cause you know, I why do I have to use all the lone political words to get my point across? And then you got someone over here who can barely even speak English well and they sound like uh Uberty Gloop. And, and you receive everything that they Say, why must I speak intelligent? Why must I have to prove myself time and time again for you to hear me or receive me? So, no, we're we going to cut it. We're going to cut straight to the chase. And from that point on, I grew into Katrina. I was no longer. Okay. I Everybody normally calls me Trina. And for me, I can still can be Trina. You know, Trina, I, I can still be that. Okay, I'm back.
0: What part did you hear? I don't know what that was. Like. So you're saying that you you still can be Katrina? I can still. Trina. I'm still
1: Trina. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I got my Detroit, Chicago in me, right? Right. I can be Trina. I can be. I can get real ghetto, petty, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but at some point. People do not receive the Katrina. I, and, and what I learned was I had to grow into that. I had to grow into being okay with Trina, but also being that Katrina. Because I, I, I'm i going to tell you right now, I consider myself the queen bee. Okay? I, I'm loyal Right. And with that, I can still hear you. And with that, it I, it, I, it required me to do to be just be okay with it. Be okay with whatever standard that you hold in, and keep going, because people will say okay. stuff. People gonna talk about you. People gonna people gonna try to uh, find a way. I tell my kids this all the time. There's always gonna be a, a boundary you gotta figure out how to get beyond that boundary with the resources that you have right in front of you if they say you can't do this because this what is the other way around getting to that mm-hmm. so that's you know the i can't i don't work with that you know right and being in and being in the navy where's your headphones predominantly male you come to a point where you like, dang, every time I turn around, I'm the only female. Wow. Oh, yeah. Probably, I'm going to say 75%. All right, so can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Good. So we back again, people. Hopefully this time
1: no interruptions.
0: <laughs> so we were talking about Um, Getting into the question of the struggles of being a female in the military. Yes. And um, you were saying that sometimes you have to be a different person or a different way of being um, to get your point across, you know, with the authority or not wanting to be labeled as the Mad black woman right when all I'm doing is uh what I'm supposed to do and tell you what I'm supposed to tell you, and Unfortunately, it has been conditioned that way that women in authority or women who have power mm-hmm. that we become the mad black person, or you know what issues do I have when I- all I- I'm getting into the assertive part of being who I am. Right. And it has nothing to do with that at all.
1: Right. So one of the things that I learned, um, besides just being okay with me, right. Mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say not to take things personal. And mm. what I mean by that is um people don't know you. Okay? And when people don't know you, they don't know um they don't know your passion. They don't know what drives you. They don't know your motivation. They don't know what gets you up every day to want to do what you do. Okay? So sometimes people will say things which is not your character, but they don't know you, right? So why let that affect you? I had to learn that for myself. I had to learn for me that you don't know me. You don't know me. So why take that personal when I know you don't know me?
0: Wow. Mm. Wow. So with... um how does that go? So one of the things that I know from an outside person looking in or being around a lot of military people Mm -hmm. is a lot of them struggle with when they have to deploy.
1: Okay. So, I wouldn't say I struggled with deployments. I would say I struggled with the family dynamic. Okay. So, um, I'm I'll say that I'm in my second marriage. You know, me and my husband have been married for, oh, Jesus, 13 and a half years. Mm-hmm. And he's he retired also. He was Navy. He did 26 years. So it was different. Even though he understood Navy, he understood the military, he understood we both retired at the same rank. We actually had the same job um is different though when it becomes the woman okay um uh, my first marriage i deployed one time and uh the 20 year old she was two at the at the time but her 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 side her father's side of the family they were very supportive um my sister of course always been supportive so i always had that support system i never not had a support system okay the what i needed was just for me to be okay with it like they got this don't worry about it and not wanting my kids to not think I I didn't want to be there for them. But that goes back to my childhood. That goes back to things that I um, feel that I needed when I was their age. I didn't get it and I didn't want them to feel that way. So there's a lot of things that I did just to prove to them that I'm still a part of their life, no matter where I'm at um i'm doing this for our future not just my future so that was something that i um and i always let them know that you know it it wasn't a thing where i gotta go because at any time i could have got out i could have retired but i needed them to understand what it meant for me to sacrifice certain things because when they grow up and they get their families and everything it's going to come back around and how how do I not show them that so that they can see it can work? No matter mm-hmm. where you're at, it can work out.
0: Yes. So that was one of the things that I really wanted you to touch on about the whole deployment thing. Now, I have seen some who buy their kids any and everything because, you know, they're not there. So, mm-hmm. on their way of showing love was, let me shower you with all of these things to um, yeah. basically pacify you until I get back.
1: No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> let me tell you something. Between me and my husband, we have five children, okay? Right. Um, three of them, well, four of them are grown, grown, over 18 grown, and then we have the 11-year-old. Um. We ain't doing that. You know, I do not, I, for my children, all my children, I am very transparent. I am not about to hide my past, my present, or my future. Okay. I'm not Mm going to hide that. I'm not going to hide who I used to be. Okay. With that, you know, I got to be transparent. There are certain things that I have to tell them look, I got this car note over here. It has to get paid because when you get ready to go to junior high or middle school, high school, whatever, this is what you're going to want. But how you going to want that if I can't pay this car note? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to have those quite frank, direct conversations with the children. My husband had to have those quite frank, straight to the point conversations. Now, I will say our children are a little more, I'm not going to say privilege. And uh, the things that I, is a lot of things I did not get in high school or middle school or whatever. I'm saying I know my children get them, but that's because I, the way I think of things and a lot of people may disagree with this, but I don't believe in as soon as your child turns 18, they're out of the house, they're on their own. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in putting your child in debt and then they got to learn the same way same way you had to learn in right. order to stay in debt for the rest of your life, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 42 years old and I'm retired. If I decide to work for anybody, <laughs> you best be sure it's going to be for Katrina D. Williams. Okay, Right. Um, so with that, um, I got a 20 year old. She's in college. Um, Things didn't work out with me and her father, okay? But you know what? That support system never stopped. You know, I don't believe in, you know, the, uh, you with me, you ain't with him. No, we don't do that, okay? Um, Don't get me wrong, my husband is daddy okay 24 7 he's been daddy for her since she's been five years old but there are things that she had to learn to accept and to be more responsible and accountable for and she's getting that at 20 okay mm-hmm. okay am i still paying for college absolutely do she have a car note? heck no do she pay her car insurance heck no because I don't believe in why do we have to, why do we, why do our children have to go through the same mess that we probably went through at 18, 19 because our parents wanted us to hurry up and move out? No, we're not doing that. Don't get me wrong. You ain't going to call me talking about you need somebody to go get your hair done and your nails done because you're probably going to get your feelings hurt. Okay. But when it comes to you getting the things that you need, absolutely. I'm not. Right. I'm about to make my baby get no car note, no car loan, and she's still going to college. No, that's no. So, no.
0: That that's a good point. I I just thought about some things. Um, when we Well, my friend, no, both years when I was at U of M. Uh, I got scholarship money, but not enough, mm-hmm. and. It was um, you either get a job on campus to, you know, have money in your pocket
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: just the essential of I need to go wash my clothes or do I, you know, ask my dad to come up here or get on the bus to go back home Mm -hmm. to wash and then come back home. You know, it was a different dynamic. And then I had a roommate who. I can tell her parents were very involved mm-hmm. and it made college life easier yeah. where I don't have to worry about all this extra stuff. I got all this drama or, you know, we're trying mm-hmm. to get up on time, go to class, and then you're in a class where sometimes you're the only female. Sometimes you're the only black female. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you like, I went to school for four years, and oh, uh, I feel like I didn't learn nothing. What I learned in four years was in the introduction of what I'm about what to go through.
1: Exactly.
0: And I'm like, wait a minute! I was in the elite class. <laughs> Why am I feeling like... <laughs>
1: Why? I'm feeling attacked right now. What is really going on?
0: <laughs> like, wait, wait, we need to reevaluate what elite means because okay. I'm right now like, okay, you have to decide and come with grips with... Um, I won't even say privilege. I'm not going to even say that. Mm-hmm. But you have to decide do you want this degree or not? Right. Do you... Um, Am I going to spend, literally, when it comes to math, oh my God. Let me tell you something. Let me sit up on this one. Now, I thought I knew some stuff. I thought I did. You of them Got None. you a whole nother level. Listen, you either going to get it or you going to stay in counseling. Um, uh, listen, I need tutoring. Mm-hmm. And not be ashamed. There's nothing wrong with getting a tutor. hmm is a real realization that you need help. That's what it is. Period. Mm-hmm. Because what I thought I learned in four years, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> really. And that was the, the whole just of things. Now, lucky for me, blessings for me, when school got out, I went to the bridge program. Shout out to the bridge program at U of M mm-hmm. class of 96. <laughs> um, they taught us the basics of how to study because I thought I knew Something how to study. It. Right. Honey, no, I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to study. Learning how to um, skim through reading where you would actually pick up the important things. Yep. Um, learning how to read multiple books at the same time.
1: Look, I'm telling you, this graduate program, baby, one semester I have four books. Fo, not fo, mm. fo.
0: Fo. So this is the thing that I say that some of these things have to be talked about because we feeling like we got it together. And really, when you go to really go get tested, when you go and say, even into the job interviews and all of these things, the things that I thought I knew, I did not know. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a a look at myself and say, don't take it personal. Right. Learn from where you are and move forward. forward. Luckily, I had people around me that were in the same boat. All of us came from different backgrounds. And mm -hmm. I I can't take anything away from my U of M people that came and bridged with me. Some of them I'm still friends with to this day, just like you.
1: Mm Mm-hmm
0: we motivate each other by the moves that we make whether it's the mistakes we've made whether it's um being triumphant over something Mm -hmm. when we open up our mouth and talk then i can decide for myself do i want to go this route or not now for me i could have went military i could have i had the option i You know, I took the ASVAB test and all of that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, at the time, my whole attitude towards somebody being over me and controlling me, I couldn't get past that. Mm -hmm. But all of the military thing is not just that. It's not. But I went the other way of saying, well, I'm going to see what the school thing is about. And then we'll go from there. And then even in that, I didn't get a chance to graduate. And it's all good. I still have great jobs, government or other types of jobs because of, you know, what I have put in myself is uh, Mm -hmm. crafting like administrative work, uh, computers, you know, all of those things. It's like, okay, every job needs stuff like this. Right. So, no, I didn't take the the same road as some of my other friends. But guess what? I can still talk to them and be like, okay, I'm a glean from you of. I want you to tell them um, your ranking is not like you was just um, low man on the total pile, honey. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. And when I kept seeing you elevate, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When I seen you elevate, when I seen you take another promotion, when I seen you get another medal for this and that and all of these things, I'm out here somewhere. I was like, is she in the desert? Where in the world is she at? <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I was like, what? She where? I ain't never heard of this, but it motivated me. Like, I see somebody that looks like me
1: mm-hmm. out here
0: winning. Winning. The military ain't about to just give no no title meant to anybody who don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you. I was like, let me see. She about to retire. She to retire. I'm putting it out here. Every time she say something, I'm sharing it. All right. I'm sharing it because, again, I knew Katrina in high school. (laughs)
1: So I do have a couple of, I have some shout outs and that's only because, you know, I am a, I am a business owner of my own. Mm -hmm. um, Somewhat kind of, so I do sell pamper chef, but I do believe in supporting other people. Um, and that's because they have a dream just as well as I have a dream. And why not support someone? Because you never know. They may run into somebody who needs something that I have. So I made my list, right? I'm going to try to tag them all, but I made my list. And, of course, um, I got to start with my, my number one top hitter, uh, my bestie, uh, Keisha Boyd. Jesus. I've no, I met Keisha at a time in my life where, um, I was at a crossroad. I'm gonna say that. Okay. And, um, honestly, she was like, it's, it's, we grew up in the Navy. I'm gonna say that part. We kind of grew up in the Navy. She got out. Um, she got out, she didn't retire but we grew up in the Navy and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is we became mothers, wives um, sisters We it, it, it was so many things we, that we became or where we become that um, it's like we know each other so well that if I'm mad, we'll be like, we don't care if you're mad at us. You better answer that phone. That's how we are, right? But she does. So I ha- I got a couple of lists. I'm going I'm to say them out, and then I hope y'all can find them on Facebook. Okay. So we got Just Right Creations. That's by Keisha Boyd. And they do T-shirts and ornaments, stuff like that, you know, mementos. I have Montoya Graves. That's my uh, one of my soul sisters. Uh, she does T-shirts, and um, anything that you do vinyl, she can do it. Look her up, Montoya Graves. My hair, baby, let me tell you what. Okay, Ms. Ari got me. That's Natural Styles Salon. That is in Jacksonville, Florida, 904-804-7927. 904-804-7927. All right. Um, you got some hygiene products. You need to, your teeth done. Look up Kimberly Little. Her name is spelled backwards on Facebook, but she got a, oh, Jesus. I can't say this word because I know I'm a little country, right? H-Y-G-I-E-N-I-C-O-U-S-A.com. They got all the dental products that you can look for. My girl, lachondria Royster. She know I probably said her name wrong, but she'll be okay. Yentech Photography, LLC. Check her out. I got a couple of pictures. She did, a, she did a, a bunch of photos. She did my daughter's senior prom. She did my retirement photos. Yentech Photography, I'm sorry. Pure Romance. I know you know about that Pure Romance, girl. I got some for you too, girl. But look up my girl Jamila and Talisa. I'll tag y'all on the post. Um, got my homeboy, well, I ain't going to say homeboy, my church member, Chris Courtenay. He does PT. His his belief is Black Fitness Matters. So look him up for Team Renew You. And of course, you got your Mary Kay products. Um, I don't wear it a lot. I'm not a big makeup girl, but I do love lipstick. I can't go wrong with lipstick. Me Mm. and lipstick, we like this, you know? Mm. So look up Kimberly, Kimberly Foster. And Kimberly Noble. I will tag everybody. I will let everybody know who does what. But look them up. And then for me, Pamper Chef Queen. You can look me up. It is Katrina Williams dash Pamper Chef. So look me up. Um, I love to host parties. All of them are online. But that's what we do. We help each other out. We support each other. You know, we do shout outs and there's nothing wrong with um, just letting somebody know, hey, I can't support you, but I may know somebody who can support you. So exactly. I, believe in that. I believe in paying it forward. You know, don't keep, don't. let's not keep it all to ourselves. You know, don't ask somebody to support you and then you're not willing to support them back, you know, reciprocate that. And um, it was a conversation I had with the young lady who did my hair. And you know, I hear people always say, stop expecting you from someone else. I think that's an unfair statement. And I'm gonna tell you why. Why not? Why would you expect me to give my 110% and then you only give me 50? Mhm. So why not, if, if you know what I'm bringing, is of value and i'm worthy of it why Mm -hmm. why can i expect that from you that is i i I think that we we shouldn't always be expecting of every action that we do Uh but we should we should be expecting of um gratefulness right okay so i i I, that kind of bothered me over the past couple of weeks because I hear people say all the time, "Stop expecting you from someone else." Why not? Because if you, if if you, if they could not give you what what they're expecting from you, why are they expecting it from you? Wow. Is it funny? You know why 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 are you expecting that from me? Why are you expecting me this way, but then I can't expect that from you? That's a, that's unfair. So pay it forward.
0: So okay. let me ask you this <clears throat> you're freshly retired. And did you ever has it crossed your mind to um go into a place of actually not just teaching women but teaching how to be successful in the military
1: first i'm gonna say this okay um we have five children four of them are girls um i did not encourage neither one of them to come in the military my reason is because between me and my husband we got 49 years or more in the military. And I feel that we sacrificed enough, um, for our children. That's my own personal opinion. If they chose to do it cool, then I'm a, I'm a guy they'll point them in the right direction. But, um, and my husband doesn't agree with me on this. Me, I did not encourage my children to join the military. Um, I am. I'm a servant. That's what I do. Um. Like you said, I heard you say the other day, you connect people. That's what I am. I I connect people. I get people. I may not have the direct resource, but I can get somebody that can help. You exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. I I I think that part of me, that serving of me, is what um what I can do. What I want to do um, maybe in the next two to five years is I wanna open a nonprofit um, adult education center. And the reason, you know, a lot of people ask like, why adults? You know, why do we, you know, why not a a children's center? But if you really look at it, most children, have difficulty or have literacy problems because their parents can't help them out, right? So if you go to low-income housing areas, you go to these areas where the school zones are C, D, and F, 90%, and I've been doing this research for about two years now, 90% of those parents did not even finish middle school Mm. okay and then so with that um of course i i encourage child education but if you if you think about giving the education to the adult and letting that adult pick up that habit that that child is going to pick up because all of the habits that we have they come from home before they go anywhere else we pick up our habits from home so if that adult learns to embrace that education embrace that struggle you know i think i think that will take away from um the a lot of struggles that children have mainly with anger mainly with being humble mainly with being entitled you know mainly with the um I can't. Or mm-hmm. I'm trying. No, you do. You know, I, I believe right. that. I, don't, I don't want to hear I can't. I don't want to hear I'm trying. I want to hear I do. You know, and, and when we when adults embrace that and adults take on that accountability to be able to say, I know I can do this, the child is going to have the same type of attitude. Exactly. uh, Do I believe in empowering women? Absolutely. You know, and it has like it doesn't have any color to it at all. But
0: exactly.
1: um, Men need the same thing because we have boys out here who have anger issues, and their anger issues stem from um, not being held accountable at a younger age. That that it's like. You mentioned earlier where um, did I give my kids a whole bunch of stuff because I wasn't there to pacify them. That same thing applies when those kids get older and their parents were giving them stuff to pacify them instead of saying, you know what, no, this we're not doing this, you know? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to catch ourselves. We have to be the ones to say, you know what, Am I gonna have this child, this person be a contributing member to society or be a delinquent to society? What 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 am I trying to do here? <clears throat> so me, no, I'm gonna hold you accountable. Me, I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't have my daughter write a promising promissory note. I need you to write it down. I need you to know when I'm gonna get my money back. Um, when you're gonna make your payments. And this is at 14 and 15 years old. Uh-huh. I, I want my money back. Well, how you gonna? How you plan on paying me my money back? And you ain't got no job. Oh, you gonna wash the car? Oh, okay. Oh, you gonna clean my closet out? Cause baby, <laughs> we gonna we gonna get our money back. Okay. So I believe in that. I believe in you know, hold them accountable. You know, and that's not just it. it it's it's not just us women. You know, we we want women to value their worth. But when do we tell men to value their work? Because it's some abusive, toxic as women out there, to be honest with you.
0: I think it's on um, both levels, and I think
1: I appreciate,
0: you know, the upbringing me you on know, some levels with my parents because my mom was a RN nurse for 20 years, 20 something years so and my dad uh until he was sick um he was the second person in command over a security company Mm -hmm. and so it was i saw success in my house right and every level even from preschool all the way up my mom did not believe well, my parents did not believe in F's, D's, C's, none of that. And barely Bs. Mm-hmm. So yes, I got the conversation. Um, you could do better. Right. It's not even gonna be you could, you are gonna do better.
1: You going to do better. Or
0: or you're not going to, um, I could I think every um report card and to the point where i had to get my uh, progress reports every week from my teachers because miss camila was good at <laughs> doing work but i was a goofball like i was so silly and i would you know i'll be talking during class making everybody you know laugh and all this stuff but i would do my work and then after work it was like i'm bored So I had to, you know, I had to bring on one of a few kids that had to bring a progress report um, home every week. My teachers had to sign it and say, X, Y, Z, uh, Camila did this, Camila did that to the point where my parents were very involved in my schooling to the point of if a teacher even thought, not even did thought that they were going to call my house and say you know Miss Johnson is blah 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 my mom and them was up there right and if you miss had them miss something or they had to get out of the comfort of their home to come to school no best believe baby you about to get it you about to get it <laughs> you going to get now
1: it I know that.
0: and it was um, now that i look at it it was accountability with my my teachers as well as my parents that they were very involved in my schooling. Mm -hmm. It showed later that I understand now as a grown-up that my parents were um, very important in their mind for me to be successful. I can't do anything out here without an education. I can't do or further myself or be um, a productive a human being in society without having this no right. my parents didn't give me the name brand things all the time Kmart was my best friend okay I didn't get what? all of the Nikes and all that stuff LA what? Gear was listen LA Gear was look my LA, look at this yes. LA, LA Gear, gear
1: was a bomb.
0: I didn't have all the name brand stuff baby you can take all that stuff but I, I bet I can beat you in a spelling bee I bet I can, uh, I'll test you. Right. What's, what's important? No, my, um, one of the things that, you know, I was like, "Ma, how, I got great grades in school. I ain't getting no new car. And he was like, um, you going to pay a new car, uh, car note. (laughs) I said, uh, no. Um, my parents were, um, I wouldn't say. They were, I guess, they were considered middle class or up there. However, my mom was like, I'm not spending all of this money on a name. Right. You'll understand that later. Like, the values that I uh, was taught is like, I hear that come from you. Like, no, you're not go do what I asked you to do. Go be successful in whatever dreams that you're trying to achieve. And I'm going to help you not have all the other stuff that comes with trying to achieve your dreams. No, it is not easy. No, it's not a cakewalk. If I want to, um, I'm going to say shout outs to um, Philip Doty with his daughter. She has been been dancing since she was a kid. Yeah, now she has an opportunity. She's, uh, I was looking like, wow, yeah. the investment that it takes, it takes money to do these things. Yeah, no, she don't have to worry about a job, no, she don't have to worry about all of these other things. Focus on what you're trying to achieve. I got the rest. I got the rest. Now she just had an audition the other day. I know what it's for, but I can't say it on here, right? But it's something major. Right. You can tell that they um, put the time and the support into her and all she got to do is show up when audition time comes.
1: Right.
0: And then it's going to pay off on its own. So again, like I said, the camaraderie, even though we're not in the same state, even though I might not talk to you every day, just know I have watched you. And this is another reason we have to be supportive to each other. And I appreciate you putting out um, to these other people. Again, please like and share the video, both of them. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate what you stand for, even if you wasn't in the military. Right. I've seen, I knew things that were going on at home when we were um, in high school. To Mm -hmm. see you overcome some of the things that some people don't make it out of. Some people don't get over it, and for you to um I
1: didn't be get successful, over it. I'm not no gonna I'm, say I'm set, not over it. No, not
0: not to that point. But um, sometimes oops, sometimes we take the struggles we had secretly, hmm and it becomes our fuel to become who we are now. I
1: was yes, I I can agree with that, but. Sometimes if we wait too long to address them, we we find ourselves later in life. It comes back to us.
0: Okay, so since we dancing around with this, Mm -hmm. and we ain't we didn't really like dig into it. Dig into it. So, what were some of the things that I knew about in high school? that me and you kind of was like, okay, we can't talk about this, you know, with because they're not gonna understand. Um so tell them okay, basically we didn't, we didn't really what was going on.
1: So as I mentioned in the first video, um I didn't go to the same school more than a year um we moved around a lot i I can tell you i want to say i was 10 or 11 maybe 12. we moved 22 times in one year um i also mentioned that the resources that i needed at that time they were not available um i love my mom and my dad um but i don't think they were equipped with certain things um that that we needed growing up and when i say we me and my younger sister ebony we had two different dads or whatever but there were things that we're not spoken of um i didn't see my dad for seven years not not saying it was his fault but i didn't see him for seven years and along that time frame um i'll say that there are things that happen i am a victim of child molestation And I don't talk about it a lot, or I did not talk about it a lot. My husband didn't even know until we had been married maybe four or five years. But um, what ended up happening was, you know, you put stuff in the back of your mind because if you hold on to it and you think about it too long you get distracted right you get distracted you get depressed and i did not want to have that feeling and i say that because i saw that with my parents i saw that those distractions keep you from not going to where you need to be where you should be where you're being led to so I put it in the back of my mind um, and I, I guess I thought I left it there mm-hmm. and in 2014, I actually had a, a sexual assault in the Navy, but this one wasn't the same. Cause I had to, you know, throw them Dukes up at them, you know? So um, try Epic fucking fail, because I wasn't doing that again. But unfortunately, it brought back my childhood. Because what I could
0: do at thirty something years old, I couldn't do it. when you was a kid. hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it came back, like, why did you do this
1: when like, you were that age? And all the It just brought me up and started to and more 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 and I so and I question.
0: Can you hear yourself? I don't know what in the world is going on. Uh it's like as soon as we got into this topic I know powers and bees don't be playing with me, but it was like you started um really like low. You guys that are on, can you hear us fine? Can you guys hear? If you guys can type in that you can hear, it's fine. How do you see? How can you tell? More? Um, mine is just—it's like people pop up. It's like they're watching. Um, but I don't know. I need. Trinity, your mic went out. Low. That's what Keisha just said. Your mic went low. Yeah. Can you hear me now, Keisha? It's like it went muffled. And it's weird because it was fine until we started get into the um into this deep conversation. Okay. I can hear you, but you sound um almost like muffled. I don't know why I ain't even got nothing in here. I don't know. Did you have on headphones? Mm-mm, I never had on any. That's weird. Welcome to technology. One moment, we good. the Next minute, unplug your mic and put it back. She, I don't think she had one on, or did you? I, got nothing. I never had one on. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's not as clear as it was before. I don't know what's going on. But I just thought it was very ironic. soon as we get into the conversation of what was going on at your home, then all of a sudden the audio parts start acting up. Right. You see my face? So th- this is the part where we're really going to help somebody. Right. Because um, this is why I'm a very big advocate on you always have to be nice to somebody because you have no idea what somebody has to go through on a daily basis. Have no idea. And even in, um, for whatever reason, um, in a black family, those things right there is not talked about. Oh, no. You you better keep whatever happens in your house to yourself. Right. Which is not helpful people for have no one. About it. Absolutely. You know, people don't wanna
1: admit. You know, when I first told my mom, um, she I think for her, she didn't even realize why I stopped going over there. She didn't even try to, she never asked. She just, you know, I was like, I don't want to go over there anymore. You know, once you don't know, get to that age, you know, where like, um, I can babysit myself. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. what I said. I'm like, no, I can stay at home. I don't want to go over there. You know, and I did that for a couple of years. The only reason I had started going back over there was because I became a teenager, I, me and Tyree started dating, and he stayed closer to the house. And the only time I went over there was when I knew Tyree was coming over.
0: That was amazing. Wow. And he, would,
1: and he would ask me, like, why don't you go over there? And I had to tell him, you know, I don't like going over there because of the brother. And every single, you know, once I told him that, it was just like, well... You know and then that's when it got to where um i guess i became a, 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 i became bold about it you know when i turned 14 and 15 years old you know if that person came over there i'll be like don't say shit to me you know and you it, you know how my mama was my mama was real strict you know i will be like don't touch me, don't say nothing to me, stay away from me. I be, I I got real bold about it. And some of that was because I I was ashamed of it, but I knew it was wrong. Right, right. You know, and even though, you know, and, and a, a a pedophiles most of the time think they, they that the kids want it. It make them feel good. <clears throat> And when you realize that, no, I don't want to feel like this. I, I'll tell you now, and my husband, when we first got together, he would get mad. He, he would be like, give me a kiss. I don't want to kiss you. Even, and he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't want to kiss. But you know, I told me. My counselor told me that's the reason why. is because the, the molester would make you kiss them. And mm-hmm. that was something that you saw as being bad.
0: And I'm going to interject on this part. I, have, I am a big, most of the time, I'm going to help some of y'all parents out. Most of the time, your first, your child's first sexual encounter is with someone close to you,
1: hmm.
0: or it's somebody that you, you know, in, in, um, like, say your neighbor's child, they're experimenting on your children. hmm let me say that again. The people that you think are safe, most of the time, are the people that have been messing with your children. Mm-hmm. And then they grow up and thinking that ain't nothing wrong with it. Or they mm-hmm. become very sexual sexual um, addicts. Yeah, mm-hmm. very curious. Because they're starting to feel like you already touched me. You already been doing this and that. Now I want the real thing. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. My body mm-hmm. has actually been um, advanced because mm-hmm. you didn't already got my hormones going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me help y'all out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now mm-hmm. I'm, I have I'm sexually active.
1: I have an eleven year old, and because of me experiencing certain things you know even when desiree was was younger you know people would ask could she come over could she spend a night and i'd be like no no nope.
0: uh,
1: and 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 when that happened, I remember it was a young lady that stayed across from us in the cul-de-sac. And um, Desiree was a couple of years older than her, but they all played, you know, around with each other. And she asked, could she spend a night? And I said, Desiree can stay over there, you know, until about 10 or 11, but she gotta come home. I was like, Is your son st- your son staying there for the night? And she was like, Yeah. And I was like, No. Nope. Home. And, and you, you know still got to
0: be careful even with these girls
1: come on somebody oh, I, 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 let, I, let, let me tell you let me let me tell you um i'm not gonna go into detail because somebody could probably figure it out but there was an incident that happened and in order to in order to save relationships and save children, um, the people involved decided to handle the situation in house, but that came at a cost. Um, And that cost was, I'm not living in denial, Mm -hmm. right? I'm Mm -hmm. not, and nobody that I know will live in denial. Okay. So, um, there, the, the relationship between the adults was gone. Yes. I understand that, mm-hmm. but, and, and, but it wasn't it. And it was funny because it wasn't because of like-mindedness you had three adults that knew something and one adult that was in denial. Hmm that one adult wasn't an enabler and didn't want to come to terms with the fact that this this child over here needs help and, and with that um unfortunately that marriage that that marriage um did, didn't sit right after that because one parent was absolute was this is totally unacceptable what is going on Mm.
0: and like i said the the crazy thing is looking back at some situations people that i know people you know the world sometimes ain't ready for the realness, and this is why you have to say it, because some of the most sexual encounters, even at a young age, was convenient. They were right there.
1: They were right there.
0: And um, depending on how your parents were, were you able to talk about it or not? And then it
1: became a routine. But was it, but, and I'm speaking out of experience, was it that you couldn't talk about it or was it that the parent just wasn't emotionally available for you to talk about it?
0: Um, some things we, we not ready for as an adult, you're not ready to hear, you know, your, your child's tell you, I think if left alone, this man would probably rape me especially when you were at my age, I was always developed. Always. So, my dad, um, my dad um, had to pull me to the side at a young age and say, mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. for any reason be where you don't need to be. Right. There are people who were um, close to my neighbors who I knew were pedophiles because the way they looked at me, you ain't had to mm-hmm. say nothing, you know, right.
1: you know, you feel so, it,
0: so yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be around you.
1: No, when I see you come mm-hmm. in the door,
0: I'm leaving, or mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, like, no, you know, I
1: think for us, we're the way we are, we don't have too many people come over, it's, it's normally the same set of people, right? And that's because. It, it, Am I scared? Absolutely. Um, yeah, you don't want anxiety, history to repeat itself, right? You know, my anxiety kick in. I get real. I get the tingly spider. I, somebody about to get the hot lead. So, no, no, right. no, no,
0: no. Right. This, this is when I say this is good because a lot of people don't know, um, and I, I had to not only research this. But I knew a lot of the things that happen, you can pinpoint where the
1: damage happened and then where your life the
0: avenue of um, promiscuous sex because now I have this, I explained it like this. Once, how do I say, once you get a taste, whether it's good or bad, follow me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your hormones like I want it again, just like if you was addicted to drugs. Absolutely. So therefore, if without counseling, without a conversation, without the restrictions or limitations, guess what? I'm going to find that that hit again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether... At one point, whether it was a guy mm-hmm. or a girl, because at kids, we all played house. And it was with girls as well as boys. Mm-hmm. So my first encounters with being with a girl was when I was a kid. mm mm-hmm my first encounters with a boy was when I was a kid. And we think it's, you know, it's just a, you know, dry humping and all of that good stuff. No, that starts, you starting to fire.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you get to like. I or, remember saying that to my daughter. I remember saying that to her when she was 17. We talked we were talking about sex and you know, she was like, I'm not blah, blah, blah. You know, she was having a fit. Cause I was like, Well, Desire, you know, the conversation came up about kissing. And I said, Desiree, you don't kiss everybody. Cause she had this one little friend. He always was like, Why you if you like me? You should be wanting to show me affection in front oh, of people. Jesus. I tell her i was like, girl, you want nothing growing on your face. And if he so want to kiss you, he didn't kiss all them other ones too. Leave him alone. But when we got to talking about it, I said the same thing. I said, you know why I tell you don't kiss? And she was like, because of germs? I was like, no. No. <laughs> I, was like, on you. I was like, and then your damn panties come off, girl. <laughs> And she was like, "Ma," and I was like, "But that's what that happens." happens. I said, "You get to start it feeling good." I said, "That's the reason why you know that's a that part of intimacy. You got to make sure it's with the right person,
0: you yeah, know." Yeah, don't and, start the fire. But
1: I told, told her. I told I told her that too, and she was just like, "It's Ma, the truth." Gonna...
0: Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't as as a, I guess an adults. You know we we forget. I think parents get afraid that they forget that some of the things that you did when you were a kid. Yeah. And look at you now. So yep. we don't want to take turns in well, you know, in the back room when nobody was looking. I was doing what I was doing. Right. In a uh when you was going to work and you know somebody was uh babysitting. Uh yeah. So, the conversations um, that are need to be had, we don't have them until after the fact. Like, I don't remember my mom tried to have the birds and the bees talk with me and I'm still like, why is the birds and the bees? How birds and bees have sex, right? I knew, you know, from people what they were talking about, but right. I had no idea the correlation of the birds and the bees. And then later on, I read maybe a month ago that they was talking about like mostly the reproduction part of it. The Because in my mind at a young age, I'm thinking how a bird and a bee right. Right, get together because I'm confused. So they tried to have that conversation with me after I had sex. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Now I understand why. Yeah. It was a little bit too late for that. So, mm-hmm. so the the conversation is like nowadays because I know, you know, kindergartners they they starting off early, in you know in the ba- in the bathroom hunching on each other, um, we kissing we dancing and humping and all this stuff you see on TV and you know kids watching porn and all of this stuff it's real. Don't but don't think your kids is not uh, acceptable to that stuff,
1: man. And, get and, out of here. You know, I me and we had a conversation with our eleven year old, and I had to tell her, um, we were just, just talk about it instead of someone else talking to her about it. And um, I told one day I told her, I said, you know, um, the things that you see on TV is not the way we live, so don't believe that when you see it on TV and you see a man treating a woman a certain kind of way, or their encounter with each other that you see as being intimate, and that may be the way he should love her. Don't believe that. f t v girl. And I had to tell her that and the reason was because of course.
0: Listen, this conversation right here is a, a long one in itself. But what I want everybody to do is, is of course, like and share the conversation. Um, I'm actually late for another interview another one yes it's so good i'll be like oh shoot i'm late but i have enjoyed this time with you katrina more than you understand but i want everybody again to like and share this conversation um let it go out here viral because these conversations these real conversations are needed um i will definitely um blessing to you on your road trip um Blessings on your, um, your retirement blessings on, um, your own business. Um, also blessings with your family and I will definitely have you on again mm-hmm. when we can really even go even deeper
1: into the right. conversation
0: that we're having. We just, that surface right there. But, um, I appreciate the time cause I know you got to pack and then, um, we would do this again. Again, like I said, like, and share for those that she has put out information in here about their businesses, please go support them. Um, and this is what it's all about. Um, keeping it real conversations as well as connecting one another to Um, cause life is real and we need this. So Katrina, <laughs> thank you. And I will talk to you soon.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I'll see
0: you when you get here.
1: Yeah, I gotta bring something to you.
0: All right,
1: all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you were going on your honeymoon anyway when I came up there. I think. Yeah,
0: probably. I think so because you didn't been here like two, twice. I think two or three times.
1: Mm-hmm. I've only been there once, but I was there for like a week and a half.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I think I was gone or. I think he was already